0: in um, matthew chapter 4 verse 4 uh, we read jesus jesus's words um it, it says uh, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god um i want to greet you guys uh, uh, a great new year uh and my sincere wishes for 2021 that You may be greatly blessed, perfectly equipped, and uh, completely resolved to live a life worthy of our name and our calling in in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, I do hope that um, you have had your breakfast, for um, I'm going to make you feel hungry now, yeah, by, by asking you have you ever had a uh, perfect sandwich? you know, the, the kind of sandwich that you really really like and and could eat over and over again if not, um... imagine an ultimate sandwich, okay? um... that sandwich is you know, it's just, just Get it through your minds, yeah? That sandwich is the work of art. You know, something unique, just right in every way. Yeah, it looks great and, and it tastes even better. Now, think of that ultimate sandwich, okay? Now, on the other hand, there are those sandwiches that are no more than stomach fillers you know the kind of sandwich that looks sad and and when you eat it 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 tastes like cardboard you know have you experienced eating that kind of sandwich to be honest i'm I'm not much of a sandwich eater i would rather have a bowl of salad on its own or or just an open toast with a jelly or peanut butter you know a sandwich because it feels like for me like a sandwich takes too many steps to prepare. Plus sometimes eating a sandwich can be quite messy, especially if especially if you are if you are out and about, there, there is no easy way to deal with it, especially if you are eating an elaborate creation with many components crammed between two pieces of bread. But every now and then, there is that memorable time when, when you come across the perfect sandwich. You may not even, even remember what all was in it, but you surely remember it was amazing today we are having a treat an ultimate sandwich a sandwich of all sandwiches prepared by the master sandwich maker for each and every one of us today we will see just how special this sandwich is and and why it is the perfect time to have it now as we contemplate how to move forward in 2021 and beyond. Remember, the world says, seeing is believing. But we say, believing is seeing. So let us faithfully approach that, the message they knew, knowing full well, Knowing full well that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth. We shall begin with an appointment. We can find that, if you can open your Bible, we can find that in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28 verses 16 to... (coughs) 20 Matthew 28 16 to 20. This is a very special appointment. You may say that it is going to be a life-changing appointment for the 11 disciples. Let's read Matthew 28 16 to 20. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age amen and so the eleven disciples went to the mountain in, in Galilee to meet Jesus um, it's a little more than a week already since Jesus's resurrection anyway the disciples went as they were told and when they arrived they saw jesus okay and then and verse 17 says that they washed him but notice something else in this verse notice it says that some doubted some doubted remember that A little more than a week before they'd failed miserably during the trial of Jesus it seemed like they failed they failed Jesus over and over and and not to mention Judas's betrayal really during Jesus's trial and again at his crucifixion he was on his own Most of the apostles went hiding, afraid to be associated and killed. Again, when they were told that the Lord had risen, they did not believe. We can find that if you can open your Bible to Mark 16, verses 9 to 11. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 9 to 11, we read. Yeah, uh, see how how um, unbelievers they were when they, when Jesus had risen. Okay, so 9 to 11. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared fear, uh, first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and, and, and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard, in verse 11, and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Now, carry on in verse 12 to 13 in Mark 16, the same chapter. We, we uh, read about the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. You can cross-reference that in, in Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 27. This is about the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. So, let's read. Verses 12 to 13. After that, G- he appeared, Jesus, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Alright? Now, let's, we'll go back to our, our main. Uh, uh, verses uh, of our sermons today in Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, but just to tell you, and, and, and as you can see, the state of disbelief and doubt amongst the disciples at this time, twice, yeah, twice on the first day of Jesus' resurrection, um, and they are full of doubt, not to mention Thomas's doubts, now fast forward now to the meeting on the Galilean mountain and, and, and they are again doubting. I don't know about you, brethren, but it seems like they were not model disciples. They were not cut out to do the commission they were about to receive. But then Jesus sent them into the world as imperfect, as deficient, and as doubting as they were. We are tempted to sort of like criticize the disciples for doubting, but you know what? We are not different from them at all, brethren. You know, sometimes on, on Sundays we, we sit in services, praying, singing, worshipping, but, but also doubting, right? just like the eleven disciples on the nameless mountain, we too wonder at times if he is real, if God really cares, if he is really listening and and pleased with our worship. Notice that in Matthew 28 verse sixteen to 20, notice that Jesus did not rebuke the disciples this time <laughs> unlike the first day of his resurrection he understands their doubt he understands their weakness but he still he still chooses to send them to carry on his work how wonderful how encouraging for us all i think jesus chose these original less than perfect disciples to go into the world and make disciples of all the nations, yeah? baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that He has commanded them. So, brethren, we can be confident that He can do the same through us. Now, isn't this great encouragement to each and every one of us? The disciples were not without fault, but they would grow into the role that Jesus gave them. Jesus chose ordinary people to carry out an extraordinary mission. And this is fully in keeping with God's work throughout history. Please remember this, brethren. It has never been about how extraordinary we are but rather how extraordinary our mission is mm. we are right to be in awe we are right to be in awe about the extraordinary nature of our mission but we should be encouraged by it not discouraged we should remember that Christ remains with us even to the end of the- for that we should be greatly encouraged and so when you find when you next find yourself yourself at the worship of the reason Jesus Christ our Lord and you have this kind of mixed emotion with doubts hesitation and questions, do not be discouraged brethren, for he understands take it to him in prayer And ask him to help you overcome your doubts, your fears, your hesitations, and help your faith grow as you grow into the role that he gives you. We are like the eleven disciples in so many ways. But remember, it is to these imperfect disciples that Jesus gave his great commission. And he does not say, because you have doubted me, I am going to find other disciples to carry out my commission. It is simply too important to entrust to you. No. It is to this very ordinary group to whom the mighty task of world evangeliz- evangelization is entrusted. The application, brethren, is it's quite obvious and, and liberating. You know, if, if Jesus commissioned the first disciples and used them in spite of their shortcomings and doubts, he will commission us and use us despite, despite our faults. He frees us from the slavery to sin and delivers us to our new life, our life in him, and then sends us just as we have become Although imperfect, but in Him. He sends us out into the world on disciple-making mission. Why? You know why? For God so loved the world. You remember why? For while we were still sinners. We are blessed, brethren. You know? We are blessed to know these life-changing verses in full. But Christ wants the world out there. He wants the world out there to to lear, to learn of his amazing love too. And he sends us. Did you get the message of grace that Jesus understandingly understandingly offers to those disciples who hesitate and are uncertain? Quote unquote? The Lord is not going to whip you into submission. His first message is that He does understand your hesitations, your fears, your doubts. And, I, and as, I, uh, as I read these words, but some doubted, you know, I realized that, that these are the apostles. I realized also that I am not the only one who has these thoughts even jesus's most intimate friends had some doubts about what was going on but what made them special but what made them special was that they did not let the doubts keep them from following christ's orders now if we can manage to do the same we are doing we are doing the right thing jesus made it clear okay Jesus made it clear that there was no greater power in the entire universe which would match his own. So he is entitled to give orders and this should be enough to disperse any of our doubts. Let me repeat this. Jesus made it clear that there was no greater power in the entire universe which would match his own. So, he is entitled to give orders, and this should be enough to disperse any of our doubts. And so, Jesus said, in verse 18 to 20, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. This is worth memorizing. Please notice. Please notice that the Great Commission starts and finishes by two important statements that Jesus makes about himself it starts with all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth and finishes with and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age now if we ignore these statements then the great commission would be just another church growth program now if i if i go back to my sandwich metaphor from the start of this sermon then we can think of jesus's two statements about himself as the top and bottom parts of the sandwich the parts the two parts that hold the whole thing together okay so at the top of our imaginary sandwich there is Jesus who has authority Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth the passive verb has been given shows this authority has been bestowed upon Jesus by his father Jesus' all-encompassing authority is the basis and the only basis upon which the Great Commission can proceed. Now, this leads to the therefore, okay? Leads to the therefore that establishes the commission. And Jesus here is not delegating responsibility. He is taking responsibility And he himself is doing the work in us and through us. The early church, the early church never claimed that anything that they, they did was just by their own effort. They were witnesses to the work of God among them. When they healed, it was Jesus' healing. When they preached, it was Christ's message. Let's bear this in mind, brethren. As we make plans to go out and share the good news in our community. When we go out, it is Christ's message we are taking to the world. When we fear our shortcomings, it is the Lord who will be with us and bridge the gap for us. We can doubt our own abilities, but never doubt the power of the one who has been given all the authority in heaven and on earth. Let me repeat this again. Who, we can doubt our own abilities, but never doubt the power of the one who has been given all the authority in heaven and on earth. Now, we started our sandwich with Christ, who has all authority. In the same way, the bottom part of our overextended metaphor is the fact that Christ is not leaving the great commission up to us. He says, "And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." Christ promises His presence not just to the gathered church, to the gathered church, but the scattered groups and individuals all over the world who are out sharing the good news of salvation. You know, we we may find ourselves isolated on our front line as we face the world. Perhaps we are the only Christian in our family or at our workplace or even in the community in which we live. But we have the Lord's promise that we are not alone. Remember that. And so, brother, let's, let's make the sandwich, okay? So at the top, we have the authority of Christ, which covers it all, and at the bottom line, we have His promise that He will be with us, okay? So, so what good things are going to be inside the sandwich of the Great Commission? Number one, go therefore, okay? The phrase, the the phrase go therefore indicates the missionary nature of the church and the missionary nature of any local congregation belonging to the church of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Go therefore, okay? Anytime, anytime you see the word therefore in scripture, ask yourself what it is therefore. What it is therefore. In this case, therefore gives the basis for doing what Jesus is commanding. Because, as Jesus said, I have all authority or all power as the old King James Version has it. Because I have overcome your most powerful enemies, sin and death. Because I am in total command, and because the news, or that news, needs to get out, so Jesus said, "Go, therefore, and therefore here is the plan, and there is a reason for that plan." Okay, it's not like it's not like when we were young, er, yeah, um, it's not like when we were young and and our mom and dad would ask us to do something. And when we ask why, why would they say? They would reply, because I said so. That's why, huh? remember those times, right? You know, we, we, we followed the oldest because we had no choice. But if we are honest, we probably did not really understand why we were asked to do them. And we did them rather begrudgingly and reluctantly, right? And as we drew older, others gave us orders. And again, these orders were not to be questioned. However, in the Great Commission, Jesus gave the reasons before he told them what they were to do. All right? So number two, make disciples of all the nations. In the King James Version, it reads, Teach all nations. A more literal translation of the Greek matiteo would be make disciples of all nations. The word all nations in Greek is panta sa ethne and it means all people groups. It is from ethne that we get the word ethnic. So we should think of all peoples Rather than the modern, modern idea of nation states. Now, Jesus did not say, go and, and set up a local church full of great social events. He did not say, go and build a cozy church for you and your friends only. He did not say, try and, and do good things for other people always. He said, go and make disciples. A disciple is a student, learner, follower of the Lord, and to make disciples is simply to enlist people in the school of Christ, encourage them to put themselves under his direction, and accept his leadership. To make disciples, therefore, is To give all kinds of instruction for entrance into the church of our Lord. Those who are discipled are to be immersed in water. They were not sent to baptize all nations. They were sent to baptize those individuals within all people groups who had been discipled. That's why. Number three. Baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit those thus disciples are to be baptized into the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit observe brethren that the baptizing is to be done into the names of the sacred three the authorized or king james version and a new king's a new king james version In iv and other translations of the bible have in the name etc it should have been into to give us the force of what actually the the greek word ice means in this passage this is very important as well you know why because the the two ideas or words in and into are not the same to baptize in the name of is to baptize by that one's authority. But to baptize into the name means to pass in baptism into an intimate relationship with the one into whose name is baptized. So we are baptized when the act is done scripturally in the name of Christ in His authority into in relationship with the name of the Father and of the Spirit. We should be careful that all our baptizing is done in harmony with this passage. And now to our last ingredient of the Great Commission sandwich. Number four. Teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you those disciples and properly immersed in water are then to be taught the various duties of the christian life and in turn be involved in the great commission it is a disciple also needs to replicate brethren we need to have a mindset that the great commission is not a great suggestion. It is not optional. It involves all that the Lord requires of us in order to be pleasing to Him in this life and to fit and prepare ourselves for the life. New disciples need to become mature disciples and we do not lead people onto maturity by merely imparting knowledge about jesus but by teaching disciples to obey the teaching of jesus as we all know to be a disciple is to be an active learner a participant an apprentice following jesus is transformative and we long to see and nurture transformation in others while at the same time we too continue to grow we are not disciples to be spectators but to be participants we are not disciples to be spiritual consumers but spiritual contributors this is our calling this is our meaning and purpose in life the emphasis in verse 20 falls on obeying jesus's own commands he is the one we follow. We are not to make disciples of ourselves but of Jesus. And, and we see this kind of discipling rela- relationship, relationships in the New Testament. The, the relationship between Paul and, and Timothy is the most obvious. Uh, and, and such relationship enables the application of God's word into very specific life challenges. It also enables practical and prayer. So, the conclusion, what have we learned today? Number one, God calls all disciples of Jesus, without exception, to engage in this vital work we may need to repent of our lack of evangelistic passion but we must not despair okay remember jesus gives his commission to the hesitant to the to those who are unsure and to those who have got things wrong repeatedly now rather than feeling doubtful we should hear we should hear our lord's our lord's words addressed to us directly and be steered in our hearts by the power of His might in this awesome commission. Number two, no matter how many times we have failed to speak out and probably however many times we might fail in the future, God wants to use us in evangelism. but Perhaps today or the day after or in the next few days, It might be the day that God gives you the extraordinary joy that comes when we lead someone to Christ. When Jesus comes again, we shall see him face to face and share this extraordinary moment along with others we have brought to faith and helped to mature. We will worship him and when he comes back, any doubts and hesitations will be completely swept away forever. And this is, uh, for me, this is an exciting to learn. You know, every follower of Jesus, the whole church must take the whole gospel to the whole world. Number three, the Lord does not leave us comfortless or alone in delivering this commission. He promised to be with us always, even unto the end of the world. The first disciples were not highly educated. They were not specially gifted. They were just average people who who gave themselves over to God and allowed God to walk through them to build His church. People like you and me, they were prepared to step out in faith, willing to take the risk out of the comfort zone because they trusted God to do the work through them. In the end, brethren. Yeah, I read this somewhere in 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 a book. You know, uh, the Great Commission must be the mission of the church for two very basic reasons. Okay, we need to remind ourselves that number one, there is something worse than death. Okay, there is something worse than death. Number two, and that. There is something better than human flourishing. Something worse than death. Okay, number one. Something worse than death is to spend eternity in hell. Open a Bible, please, if you can. In Luke chapter 12, verse 4 to 5. This is what Jesus said. Luke chapter 12, verse 4 to 5. There is something worse than death. And that worst is to spend eternity in hell. This is what Jesus said. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Now, in Mark chapter 8, you can open our Bibles to Mark chapter 8, 34 to 38. Jesus said, our Lord said, Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed. When He comes in the glory of His Father with the holy angels. Okay? Number two. The something better than human flourishing is to spend eternity in the presence of God, enjoying His eternal pleasures and the riches of His grace with joy. In Psalm chapter 16, Psalm, chapter 16, verse 11, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And in our our last verse, in Matthew, chapter 25, please. In Matthew 25, verse 23, Matthew 25 verse 23, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So now brethren, our mission for the year 2021 if you choose to accept it, is to grow ever stronger in our love for God and others through gospel, gospel gospel-focused evangelism and discipleship in our community and beyond. Let me repeat this. Our mission for the year 2021, if you choose to accept, is to grow ever stronger in our love for God and others through gospel-focused evangelism and discipleship in our community and beyond. Brethren, believing is seeing. Let us believe that God will bless our efforts and prayerfully approach our heavenly task of going into the world to share his good news. People's lives, souls, and eternal destiny are in daily danger. Let us prepare for the divine task ahead and encourage one another to unite in our effort to accomplish everything God has called us to do. Because to us, Christianity is everything. Let's start fresh. Let's start fresh and finish strong god bless thank you